0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pastoral Thoughts Podcast. This is your host, Jack Young. And today we have my father, uh, Pastor Tim Young, and he is with us. We're going to be talking about New York Baptist for Biblical Values. We've got an exciting upcoming rally uh, here at our home church and also over in Buffalo. We're going to tell you about that and just some other uh, information regarding uh, Dad's ministry and how he's uh, working and helping churches. So welcome to the podcast, Dad.
1: Well, it's good to be here. Thank you for the opportunity to talk about New York Baptist for Biblical Values.
0: So tell us a little bit about this ministry.
1: Well, um, by history, I I would go back into the 1980s where I actually got involved in following somewhat the politics in New York State. There was an organization, uh, back then that I became familiar with, was on the board, traveled to Albany oftentimes and so forth and realized, uh, That uh, it was important for us not to leave our pulpits or leave our ministries, but to actually certainly be involved with uh, the politics of our society because we have that privilege as citizens in this country. Um, I can remember back in the 80s and early 90s, uh, we had to have upwards to 2,000 people in Albany, and probably 90% plus were Baptists from Baptist churches that would go there and invite their legislators to come in for a meal or certainly um, go and visit them in their office. And sometimes even from our district, we'd have 30 or 40 people that would go in and see their representative once a year. Um, I came back to New York in 2006. And by 2015, I realized something needed to be done among the Baptists and not in the sense of dismissing what Baptists were doing, but realizing a ministry that needs to be helpful to Baptists and Baptist churches to understand the great privilege and opportunity we have in our country and maybe how to actually exercise that. So New York Baptist for Biblical Values was really taken from an organization in Iowa, a dear friend, Brad Cranston, who pastored there, started and pastored a church for many years. He uh, started the Iowa Baptist uh, for Biblical Values. And in hearing his ministry and what he was doing, he had, a situation where the Capitol um, was available to all the pastors to go down. The legislators did not have offices. The only desk they had was in the chamber. So oftentimes pastors would catch their legislator coming out of chamber to talk with them, where in New York they have offices, they have secretaries and people that um, kind of run interference for the legislators. And so it's a matter of appointment and so forth. And sometimes that can be difficult. So, uh, New York Baptist for Biblical Values was uh, kind of patterned after that, but only to the extent where we actually get involved with our legislator in the district, not only the pastor, but also the person in the pew. And uh, it, it's based off of what happened to Brother Cranston down in Washington, D.C., where he went into as United States senator. There's only two for every state in the U.S. Senate. And he went in there to have an appointment with Uh, his uh, senator, Senator Grassley. While he was waiting to go into his appointment into the senator's office, there was a young man answering the phone, and he would say, thank you for calling Senator Grassley's office. This is whoever it was. Thank you for calling. Uh, How may I help you? And through the course of the conversation, the person, the intern, whoever, would say, well, I'll be sure to let the senator know. And his responsibility was to write down what the phone call was about. In the course of those phone conversations, uh, there was a lull, and so Brother Cranston asked him, he said, how many phone calls would the senator have to get from Iowa uh, uh, concerning any particular um, matter going on in Iowa in order for the senator to to know about it and to give thought to it? He thought it'd be thousands because he represents the whole ch- state, and at the conclusion, uh, as the man thought about it, he said, Oh, six or seven phone calls. He said, now I won't get it on the center of the radar, but it'll put it on the radar. And from that concept, I realized that if we could get our cons- the constituents that live within a state senator's or an, a state assemblyman's district to call them when certain bills come before them and called and encourage them to vote one way or the other concerning the bill, it's going to have more effect than after the bill is passed, to even, ever get it rescinded. It. it never happens. So that's kind of how it was formulated. In 2015, we started it. While I was pastoring, it obviously uh, uh, did not avail me the amount of time that I have presently to to give time to it. And uh, so the concept is this, is really so that not just the pastors, but also the people in the pews can make contact with the representatives. They don't have to go to the office, but if they receive in the an email that says, there's a bill that's coming before the assembly and it has to do with education. It has to do with church. It has to do with family that would be contrary to scripture. If they knew about it and called and talked to that intern, that 22 year old, you're not going to talk to the assemblyman or the Senator and tell that person who received the phone call said, I'm calling to ask the Senator or the assemblyman to vote no on assembly bill 528 And that person that's on the other end of the line is obligated to that representative to make sure that they pass along the information from those phone calls. Well, if six or or seven in a United States senator's office causes that senator at least be knowledgeable about the matter, can you imagine what 25 or 50 in an assembly district or a senatorial district in New York State would have an effect? Mm -hmm. And I'll just say it this way. I was at um, a preacher's meeting uh, this no, a year ago, this past March. And during that meeting, on a Tuesday morning, I had the opportunity to speak. And so I called my state senator because there was a particular bill that had come up. And I was going to call them because I call my representatives as well, not only give out the information, but call them. So I called my New York state senator's office and the person answered the phone, thank you th- for so calling. So this is
0: in the preacher's meeting, a, uh, and it's over the PA.
1: It's over the PA, yes. Thank you for clarifying that. It's over PA, so all these other preachers are hearing it. And I said, uh, you know, good morning. My name is Tim Young, and I'm calling from Palmyra. That's where I resided at the time. And I'm calling to ask the senator to vote no on Senate bill, whatever number it was, let's say 528. Ask them to vote no on that uh, bill that's coming before them. And the person that answered the phone said, thank you, Mr. Young, for calling, and I'll be sure to let the senator know. And then in the course of that conversation, the person that answered the phone said, I just want to let you know, Mr. Young, that the senator is against that bill. Now, obviously, I'm, I was glad for that, but what caused the senator to make sure that I knew, having called them about it, is because other people from our contact had called the senator's office, And more than likely, because there's thousands of bills that go through there, more than likely, they said she, it was a a woman, a senator, and she said, you know, probably somebody find out what that bill is and what it says, because people are calling about it. Mm -hmm. And so when she saw what it was, she probably said, hey, I'm against that bill as well. So tell those people that call and ask me to vote no, tell them that I'm against that bill as well. So... It, what it is, it showed what could be done and can be done. And there's a, there's a double edged sword here. Not only does it tell the senator, but when you know a bill is supposed to be voted maybe a certain way based on our Bible beliefs, and you find out your representative votes contrary to that, maybe you'll get involved next election cycle to do something different, mm-hmm. help somebody to get elected. You don't have to leave your bus route. Don't have to leave your Sunday school class. Don't have to leave your church services. You just have to get involved. Right. I, I think there's a latent energy that's there in independent fundamental Baptist churches uh, that could be utilized mm-hmm. because it's an institution God created and we can do something and, about it. So that's kind and, of and the background brings us to 2023.
0: Right. And, um, and your and and what making a phone call to your uh, state senator or your state assembly person or even your U.S. Senate or U.S. Congress person is just taking a matter of a couple minutes. You're gonna be talking to like if you I, I, you know I grew up going to you know New Yorkers for constitutional freedom mm-hmm. uh, there and I I mean I kid. We would pack out uh, Mike Nasolio's office, center to Mike Nasolio, and then uh, who was your who was assembling Bob Oaks, right? Uh, Bob Oaks was yeah. uh, prior to and that. Just packing was, out their office, and yeah. here here is a bunch of their constituents there in their office, and we're in a kind, gentle manner saying, "Here is our position on these issues," and then your elected representative. Um, They're they're there to um, represent the people, their constituency. So every person who is there represents many other people who Mm -hmm. hold to that same belief. Um, And calling, you represent an official's office. You're just talking to an intern. And we've we've been up to Washington, D.C., you and I, we've been up there. You've been up way more than I have, but I've been up there probably a half a dozen times uh, into our our, our senator's office, into our congressman's office, and, uh, you know, Capitol Hill there in Washington, D.C., and then also here in Albany in the state of New York is really – there's a bunch of interns, young people, new college graduates, a bunch of uh, kids – really are, are doing a lot of the groundwork there for the representative and uh, there is that uh, vacuum up there at your own state house or in Washington DC where there's uh, an opportunity for Christians to influence uh, their elected official right and, uh, and so it's, it's really interesting to see I, I'm so thankful for the people that God has put in my life uh, to to show me how easy it is to connect with your elected officials. And I, uh, our our state assemblyman, well, I'm sorry, our um, U.S. assemblyman, uh, Joe Morelli. I saw him at the, um, I've been in his office before. We were at a parade on July 4th. Uh, The parade happened to stop because there was a train crossing the parade. We're down at Fairport, and Joe Morelli was in that parade. He was out there, went out there, and I talked to him and gave him one of our church tracks and told him to stop in sometime for a service where, you know, your constituents and everything. Now, he's a Democrat, uh, but I've been in his office. I've talked to him, uh, and he knows that I exist, and he knows that people in his um, area that he represents, believe a certain way. Mm-hmm. And so there is some influence there. And then also there is, um, he, he, you know, he, he is going to try to, to the best of his ability within the parameters of uh, his party right, to accommodate his constituents. right. And so there's that vacuum there, and we need to be influencing there on the right. hill.
1: Now, what our New York Baptist for Biblical Values sticks up uh, primarily, I should say, sticks to the New York State Assembly and mm-hmm. the State Senate. Now, I I'm certainly as affiliated with I'm on the board of Capital Connection um, down in Washington D.C. and go down there every month as every March as well. But I think even more than going down and shaking a hand, and I'll give you an example. There was a school situation where kids that are graduating from Christian schools um, were. Receiving, of course, the word degree belongs to the state of New York, and you can't give a uh, degree, high school diploma. Uh, diploma, I should say, the word diploma, not degree, belongs to New York State. Can you imagine that? And so, you can't put on a piece of paper a high school diploma. But that's bad. Not only is that bad enough, but when they went off to these junior colleges and places or some part of the SUNY system, they said, "Well, you have to get take your GED." In order to qualify, now you can take standardized testing. You can show the scores, but they want you to get go get your GED before they'll accept you and and tell you. As one young man said, was told that you need to get a high school education. He took his GED. He graduated from college, a four year degree, and he actually a private institution in Rochester, with all I think it was close to a four zero, if not a four zero, and. Um, the fact is, is he, he was a Christian school graduate and was was told at Brockport State College that you need to go get a high school diploma. And here he was graduated. He didn't go to Brockport.
0: And ended up graduating from an elite institution. Yeah, exactly. point 4.0. Yeah. And so, I mean... So then, we were, then in the state of New York, there was a tipping point there. Yeah. Where they changed.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly. And so, I think... Um, if we understand that we can be involved now just as you made mention going down to albany that you go in there you got 30 or 40 people and you speak with them and said these are positions but we don't they don't see us or hear from us through the course of the work down there and either you have money or you have votes so they only they have they can only run for a 2 year term both senate and assembly and so from the time they get elected till the next election cycle they're concerned about getting reelected so if uh, if 50 people call during the course of the legislative sessions which is january to june they get 50 people calling their office and asking them on maybe 10 different bills over the course of those months you know th- you know uh, i'm asked calling to ask the senator to vote no on such and such a bill or to vote yes on such and such a bill and whether you got a liberal representative or a conservative one if they know people are out there calling, they represent just like that six or seven in Iowa get a United States senator's attention because he knows that represents so many more, thousands, maybe tens of thousands more in that state. Can you imagine how what influence it would be on an assembly person? Now, if that assemblyman or woman or that senator continue voting in a very liberal way, I don't know what it caused most Christians to do, but it causes me to say, I need to get involved you know, in that election time frame to find somebody that embraces my beliefs rather than just scream and holler about how bad the laws we've got in New York State.
0: Or, com- or just complain. Just
1: complain. Everybody can complain. It makes good cre- preaching material. Let me just interject this. This morning, I heard on the radio that there was a, a, a fella that I uh, was helping last year to try to get elected to the US Congress. And I understand on the uh, news I heard on the radio that he was going to again challenge the present Congress uh, person uh, for that particular seat. So I text that individual because I, I did try to help and try to get several people to help. And he actually did an amazing job with very little money and just a lot of groundwork. And there's a real possibility He could unseat a a sitting Congressperson who really hasn't always embraced what we would hold to be true, and that person had two million dollars against his hundred and fifty thousand when he ran in a primary, Mm -hmm. and he got beat. He got forty percent of the vote. She got fifty four percent of the vote. That's in a primary, a Republican primary. That's how close he was, and he was a no name. Mm -hmm. He he came out of nowhere. If more Christians might have got involved. Mm-hmm. It could have knocked it over,
0: but, Yeah. And hopefully next time. And, and at the same time, this gal that you're talking about, we won't mention her name, uh, but she too, she moved to this district, correct? She had well, to redistrict? She's from out of a, she still resides in,
1: her, uh, I should say this, she was a representative, a congressperson from another district. And because this is a conservative district that we were talking
0: about, she ran for this district. And uh, now she holds to a more conservative position than she ever did before. Correct? She, yes, she realized. Um, and, and so that that is um, true of most politicians. I, again, uh, you know, I n- not to say that all politicians are nothing more than that they have no soul and they have no convictions, uh, but most of them represent their constituency. So whatever their constituency believes, or they think their constituency believes they will adopt those beliefs as well. Because they want to be reelected. So yes, exactly. <laughs> so like in 2008, um, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton looked in camera and said that marriage is between a man and a biological man and a biological female. Well, they don't believe that today, but they believe that the American people believed that back in 2008. So that was also their personal yeah, they belief. Said what they would do. So there is a vacuum of influence in these offices so it's important that the people of God are connected to the people of government. Um, so you're connecting the salt and the light to um, the, 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 uh, the people that are, are in influence in the, hall, in the halls of power in the state of New York. There was Alexander de
1: Tocqueville uh, was a uh, social, um, I don't know, you wouldn't call him engineer. Um, but based in 1831, he came to the United States. Now he had grown up under the enlightened age, the age of reason in France, which became atheistic, you know, man is the answer to everything. He came to America in 1831 to discover the what he, we would say, the greatness of America. And it goes on and oftentimes he's quoted. He went to the centers of uh, the centers of commerce and different places and then Uh, conclusion was it wasn't until he came to the churches of America and they were flamed with fire that he understood the greatness of America. Now with him, but most people don't know, there was a fellow by the name of Beaumont, uh, Gustav Beaumont, who was a historian. He was of the same, grew up in the same environment. They came over together. In his um, conclusion as he traveled across America, he basically said that the government of America is not atheistic. And then he said in, uh, it, it, that in order to obey God, you have, in America, in order to obey God, you have to be a good citizen. Mm-hmm. Well, what is a citizen? But somebody that is actively involved in the, you know, the, the government that right. God has given us. So, it, you know, it's an amazing statement to realize, you, you know, in God's will.
0: Right. So as Christians, we have a duty and an obligation to the three institutions, which God has created, uh, the home, the church, and that also includes government. government. Mm -hmm. Yes,
1: absolutely. So New York, uh, New York Baptist for biblical values goes beyond what many ministries do. Many ministries are just informational channels where you get information, Mm -hmm. but they don't, um, it's like learning theory and no practicality. Right. What I saw differently was we not only got to inform people what's wrong, but how to help make it right. And how to act upon that. And so these emails that I, you know, during the legislative session that would reveal laws that are coming and may come before a vote and to contact your representative because the program we have identifies your representatives by your physical address, not a PO box, can't do that, but a physical address. And as a result, you know, it, it. the email says, call Senator, names your Senator, gives you the phone number, and then talks about after you look at what I've written about that law, you'll already know, hey, that we need to be against that and call them and say, hey, vote against this or vote for this or when, whatever you feel once you see what the bill's coming before them. Because mm-hmm. after it's passed as a law, the fact is, is you're, it, it, you can't do anything. Right, It's done. It's law. Mm-hmm. And we say, well, we can get it rescinded. How's that work for the SAFE Act? Right, <laughs> You know, it ain't happening. No. Now, they may not instru- I- I- to institute. To remove a law, motion. you need
0: a two-thirds vote. I'm sorry?
1: How do you remove a law? I, I'm not sure exactly how you <laughs> – Okay. But the thing is, like the SAFE Act, I mean, the thing is – but our liability in New York State is you have a, a liberal assembly, a liberal Senate, and you have a left-wing governor. Mm-hmm. You know, that they've got control. But we can get mad, but what are we going to do? And the thing is, is if you can get serious enough to realize, wait a minute, we need to get somebody else in that office. Mm-hmm. Now, going back to what we said, this one individual that ran very little money, he was a nobody. He's a businessman. He was an attorney, but the fact is he got enough traction to get 40% in a primary. Mm -hmm. That is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And people could walk away and say, well, we tried, it didn't work. What's wrong with trying again? I mean, that's an amazing, right? I mean, the only opposition she had through her whole election cycle was the fact of beating the guy in the primary
0: because November election was a shoe in. Yeah. It can be done. And so I think if you're in the state of New York uh, and you live in a place like New York City where there is no Republican option, even on the ballot or even on the ticket, uh, I, th- I think there is a lot to be said by knowing and also um, speaking to your elected officials and letting them know your position on certain matters probably in the state of New York, unless like some great sweeping revival happens, we, the Christians are going to be in a minority, at least, uh, also like our ethics and our philosophies of life are going to be in a minority. Uh, but we ought to let our voices be known. I think that, uh, well, I think back to COVID, uh, the Orthodox Jews in New York city who, you know, refused the vaccine, refused to wear masks. They're burning their masks. They're in the streets. Um, Orthodox Jews were still uh, protected by a lot of very liberal politicians as a, a select minority, and their beliefs were respected. Right. Um, and so you think that even, even if you're in a far-left region of the state of New York, you still need to be in contact with, yeah. like, if I was uh, living in New York City and a Christian, I have no hope of getting an elected a conservative elected official, but I should know who my contacts are. Uh, Tony Saxon was in here earlier today, and uh, he's talking about this um, outreach ministry that he's doing uh, in the city, and he's got favor uh, really with the mayor and with the different people, and it's called Gladiators Ministry, uh, and he says, you know, I'm going to have a meeting with the mayor and things, but here's somebody, and I, the mayor of Rochester is a Democrat and uh, left, but they will have, and, and our former mayor as well. I know uh, Pastor Jose Rodriguez and uh, others had met with her and told their positions on, and and she gave them reverence or respect. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, connecting the people of God to the people of government is very important. You think of Daniel. Look at the favor God gave right. Daniel in Babylon. Yeah, he was in a vast minority, but the the king or the emperor. Respected Daniel, respected his mm-hmm. position, and called him in when things really got tough. Well, I think there's a couple things. One
1: is you feel like the opposition is so formidable that you can't do anything about, it, but you can do something. Mm-hmm. First of all, at least you everybody knows where you stand, and you don't have to be unkind, mean spirited, or anything. But if you have a a liberal, and you realize that they're just, you know, patronizing you maybe it'll cause you, and even, and this is where half loaf, for people don't set, won't settle for it. You can move to a closer conservative Democrat. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Than oh, a yeah. Liberal Democrat. Well, that's what you'd have to do if you're living in a yeah. like the city and, and or and something. And then push
1: comes to shove. Yeah. You move even farther to the right. But when we just said doesn't make any difference, you never can tell. First of all, they need to be saved. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, they need to know there there are people in the kingdom
0: mm-hmm.
1: That still have a reverence for God, and our country was established. It's not preaching at them, getting on a soapbox. No, it's going in there and not certainly be ashamed of anything we stand for. But we hold to the family, we hold to church, we hold to the Bible, and and that's our, mm-hmm. you know, it's our a, it's
0: our beliefs, and here they are. And uh, you're speaking the truth and love to your elected officials. And um, one of the things that's always amazed me is that. Uh, people in government, um, they they reverence authority, and you know if you ask them, you know the, that. Uh, and you and I, we've been in AOC's office in in New York City. I, I believe I was in there with you. Were, no, were not you? AOC's. No, I wasn't okay, there. so it was me and somebody somebody else, and um, we gave the the people. Um, oh yeah was the, she wasn't there. Yeah, she yeah, was not right. there, so we didn't meet with her. Uh, but we gave her staff. Um, New Testaments, we gave them tracts, and I uh, said, so can we pray with you, and can we uh, pray for the Congresswoman? And they said, oh, yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, we, we prayed for everybody in the, in the name of Jesus, and, you know, you fit the gospel into your prayer and the whole nine yards, but there is a reverence and a respect for uh, people of faith, and, you know, it'd be, it'd be a shame if you live in a district, you're not influencing whatever governing authorities that you have. I mean, that's part of your ministry. I believe that's part of the great commission yeah. that you would. Well, that's why I say establish in, in, a relationship. In my mind, I'm coming
1: alongside. I'm not trying to take pastors, people away from them or whatever the case may be, but I'm trying to help pastors and, and, in, in performing or pr- uh, providing a ministry where their people can actually be involved in that, that, of government, which God ordained, in the fact of a very simple way, but very effective way. Mm-hmm. Again, it's one thing to go down to Albany and have two thousand people. That is biggest crowd yeah. at that time. It was the biggest crowd that came down there. That's not the case anymore, and I'm. It's good. But what's even better is when I call and say I'm gonna, I'm calling and asking the senator to vote no on a particular bill, and you have fifty of them. Right. I mean, all of a sudden, those fifty represent so many more so it's up to a pastor maybe to realize hey here's a ministry that'll help me provide for my people an aspect of the great commission
0: and so with your particular ministry what it is is people just uh essentially fill out a card with their their physical address and then also their email on that and then there's a computer program set up by brad cranston so that when these uh, bills come forward they send out emails, and um, you know I get them right. You know I check my email, like probably most people do. Most people have a smartphone by now, uh, right on my smartphone, and I can look at the email, and it'll say, "Call your congressman for,"
1: um, or assemblyman, or, or, senator, or assemblyman
0: for, and it says my assemblyman on there, and then it also has the phone number in the email for my assemblyman's office or my, or my uh, um, senator, state senators office and all I have to do on my smartphone is just touch that phone number and I'm calling there and it, it says the bill number. It says, why uh, we should vote no against it. In a simple explanation, there's someone on the other end of the phone who is probably about 25 years old, just graduated college or whatever, and is working for the, the assembly person or the um, state um, se- the state senator. And they will write down, okay, Jack Young Webster is against bill number whatever, and they'll put down the phone number. And um, many times when I do this, I will get a call back from my assemblyman or uh, the state senator, and they'll call me back and in, in person and tell me. But that—that's normally a pastor because they know. Mm-hmm. It, it, no, it, I personally will say I am the pastor of okay. Lighthouse Bible right. Baptist Rather Church, Young, and right. so I, I, you know, knowing that I lead their constituents, you know, however right. many that might be, um, you know, I'm going to put that little oomph in there. I'm a community leader, so to speak. Yeah. And so they probably call me back for that reason, but um, I know. Our old assemblyman, I just saw. He's he has a different county exec something. I just saw one of his name, Mark Johns. Yeah. But Mark Johns, I guarantee you, he would call everybody back. That's just the way that he is. Yeah, and even it, and sometimes get people
1: get spooked out because you may have to give an explanation. But that's oftentimes very unlikely that they would call you back. They just thank you for calling, especially if they've got fifty people that called. And let me just say this concerning our representatives. I had, a, I had a cup of coffee with an assemblyman uh, last week and making arrangements for some special things. Uh, and then I, I've got an appointment next Wednesday with the, the New York State senator. And then the following week, I've got a meeting with the senator with the pastors in that district. So I'm starting to set up meetings so the pastors in that district or or have people in the district, because sometimes people pastor very close to a line, and they may have two or three different representatives represented in their church. But if they meet with that representative, they know who they are. Mm -hmm. And so I'll be calling pastors and saying, listen, I've got a meeting set up to meet with Senator whomever on such and such a date. Please be there just to at least acknowledge the fact that you're in the district. It's not a matter of being knowledgeable about bills or whatever, but just a a meet and greet Mm -hmm because they know you represent people. And then um, the rally that we're having at the end of the month, the 26th, it's gonna be at Lighthouse Baptist Church in North Tonawanda. A good friend, Dave Costantino, is the pastor there and has been for many years. That'll be on Thursday, October 26th. And then October 27th, we're having it right here at Lighthouse Bible Baptist Church in Webster. Uh, Dr. David Gibbs is gonna be here, Dr. Johnny Pope, Uh, from Houston, Texas is going to be here. And those those meetings are really preaching meetings. So don't think that you got to come and be taken to school with New York Baptist for biblical values. We'll make you aware of it, give you opportunity, but it's for the preaching and they're not couched to preach a message about good citizenship. I just told them to come preach whatever God lays on their heart. So I'd encourage you to be there, a lay individual, preacher, whatever, to be there for that. It's a classic meeting. Mm-hmm. With these two giants for the last over 50 years have been preaching across our nation. But these meeting, and by the way, we'll have representatives at both meetings, assemblyman and a senator, at both those meetings, not, you know, they may come in, just greet you, but what it does, they see the people. They usually never speak to that many people in their entire representative life, uh, that that number of people. Maybe on occasion they do, but seldom two or 300 people. And the fact is, is you being there is important not to show strength against them, but let them know that here, there's a formidable force, formidable force out there uh, that I need to pay attention to because they're all they ever hear from are the wild left people uh, that are crazies. And that's the pressure. Those are the ones that are outside their office. That's the media doing that to them. So let me encourage you to be there. So as I call pastors to come to these meetings, what I'm hoping to do in the future is that every fall, sometime, one of those pastors in that district sets up a meeting with their state senator, with their state assemblyman. Now, it, it's a smaller group for the state assemblyman, and meet with them just to meet and greet. As a result, you may have them to your church. Um, you know, you may work on something together. Uh, it's amazing the the relationship you can develop, and I know some amazing testimonies across New York State of pastors who have done that, and uh, it's well, uh, well, well worth it. So let me encourage you to do that. But the first thing is, Pastor, it may be a matter. I know you might try to explain it to your flock. Maybe a little difficult, but if you'll have me in, I'll you do. I'd love, obviously, a love offering because it does cost. This ministry costs something. But if you couldn't do that, if you just let me come in and take 15 minutes or give me a service, it's not just, I'll preach the gospel. But to get your people and show them, my mother will be 102 next month. She lives by herself. She's on Facebook. Uh, She's in good shape. I'm still afraid of her. Mm -hmm. But she calls when I send out one of those emails. The first time she said she did it, she said, Tim, I, I called. And I, I don't remember if it was the senator's office or not. And she said, it, it didn't even take a minute. She said it was really easy. She's 102. And so everybody that votes, and by the way, even a teenager that has a little, you know, wit about him, can call and say, listen, I can't vote yet, but I'm going to be able to vote in a year or two years and I'll have to live underneath these laws. I'm asking the senator or assemblyman to vote no on it. So... It's it's an it's not just information that I'm trying to get out because there's ministries that do that and they are well supported, but the fact is what I'm trying to do is connect the dots so that we're actually doing something literally. So we have over a thousand people that are on that mailing list. No reason we shouldn't have five mm-hmm. thousand right. in in the next couple of years. If, pa- if pastors, it's a, it's a command. We should right. be involved in that
0: and I would challenge pastors. We um, emphasize a lot on the home. We have guys come in and preach family conferences and talk on the home, and that is a God-given institution. Uh, We speak all the time on the importance of church, importance of church attendance, supporting your local church, sending out missionaries to start churches uh, in different uh, realms of the world. Uh, But we also have a duty and an obligation in the Great Commission uh, to influence government and um, how often do we focus on that? And I think that it can be, it can be done, It can be done effectively, um, not by just watching Fox News every night and ranting and raving on <laughs> right, Sunday. Right. <laughs> uh, and I, I, I um, you know I, I'm somewhat up to speed on politics. I don't uh, preach on the government very much, but I mean our church, we've been to Washington, DC, we've been to Albany, uh, but calling, this idea of calling your assembly person uh, or your your state senator is something that can be done easily. It only takes a minute or two of time. And, you know, in, instead of having to sit around the cooler and complain about the stuff going and on all, in government. All,
1: all they want to know at those offices is what's your name, where mm-hmm. you live. Because they don't want somebody from out of state calling right. to change the law in New York. So I don't. it's not a matter of saying my name's Tim Young and I'm with New York Baptist for Biblical Values. No, it's just saying your name where you live and you're calling to ask the senator to vote no on Senate bill 528.
0: And your representative will be kind and cordial. If for some reason you come in contact with them, they are not going to try to upset a voter. Right. Or yeah, dissuade
1: you because they, all their job is to do is report to that representative who called and for what. Right. And again, going back to that public uh, meeting we had where I had it over the PA system, that, person that answered the phone was very cordial. And they said, you know, Mr. Young, the senator wanted me to let everybody know that she's against that bill. Mm -hmm. Now think about that. That means she she knows that other people have called and they've called and she wants to do something about let them know, get the word out. Why? Because we're voters, we're constituents, and we represent not just ourselves, but people that don't call.
0: Yeah. And if you're listening to this and um, you would like to sign up for those emails, you can go to lbbc.info. That's our church's website. Right. And you can find New York State, uh, New York Baptist for Biblical Values right on there. And that form is right up on the website, correct? Right. Uh, And so you can fill it out online. And then also, let me encourage you, Dad's um, just a well known preacher across the country. And is helpful in all different aspects of your ministry. Did a great job filling your pulpit. He can speak on missions. Very involved in missions. He can teach on the home. Uh, but in particularly, uh, have him into your church, especially if you live in the state of New York, and have him present that to the people. And you know, fill out those cards and get your your people in the pew uh, connected with their assemblymen. And it just not too much of your people's time. You got them busy doing different things, different ministries, whatever. This is not going to take anybody away from uh, serving the Lord at right. your local church, but it'll connect them and help the salt be connected uh, to the people of government. Very easily. Not, it's a, not a time sacrifice, uh, and it's very easy, practical way to influence government. Yes, and if if um,
1: people call, I, I one of the great things that I hear when I go to churches and whatnot, maybe that we'll have people that have already signed up. They'll look at me and say, I made the call. <laughs>
0: you know, I say, well, praise it, the Lord. It's funny. You it's only, you know, it's only a minute and a half call tops, Yeah, but it's funny how it's hard to do it. Uh, but once you do it, it's easy. And if you can help in this ministry economically, obviously with the
1: travel and the involvement and everything, setting things up, that'd be a great blessing to me personally, because right now we're, we're taking care of all of it, but if you can help in any way, you can send it to uh, the church here and just earmark it for New York Baptist for Biblical Values or NYBBV, uh, and it'll go to that ministry. And it's exclusively used for trying to get the printing material uh, and all those things and people involved in it.
0: Yes, grassroots effort. Yeah, and uh, again, it's just it'll educate you. I am personally thankful for. Uh, the connections of, uh, of course, your <laughs> dad's number one influence in my in my life regarding this. He's always been uh, influenced uh, or been involved in uh, not only you know starting church plantings, being a soul winner, winning people to Christ, involved in missions, but he's always also been involved in influencing government officials from the going as far back as I can remember. I remember as a little kid going to Albany and Dad going to Washington D.C. and um, back in the 1980s, flying down uh, to Lester Rolos court trial and uh, being involved in government. And it's so important to live a holistic Christian life, meaning that you are well-balanced in the aspect that you're not only uh, working on your home, uh, not only you're working in church life, but also you are influencing government. And so this ministry provides for churches, particularly across the state of New York, if you're outside of the state of New York, find some other group like this so that you can connect your people to government. And it's not like you're going to be turning your church into the moral majority or something or you're going to be preaching political sermons every Sunday. Uh, But it is a useful tool uh, to just connect your people and influence those that are in charge, I got to live in the state. I want to minister to the state. I don't want to be a refugee, have to flee to Texas or something like that, uh, because it's gotten so oppressive in the state of New York. And I really believe that um, the Christians we are the minority, uh, but I believe that if we would lovingly, graciously, and but firmly reach out to our elected officials and let them know, here we stand, uh, and uh, you know we are the people of God. Uh, that even people who don't agree with us or see us, side eye will give us a level of respect. And just like that that homeschool thing, uh, here at the state of New York has moved to the left, but at the same time has accommodated uh, homeschoolers and also Christian schools in, in one area, and that's being able to give a diploma out.
1: Yeah. Well, actually, not not called a diploma, but the idea is, is even the Christian schools, that's why I say uh, guys like Tom Stiles that are doing work mm, very yep. mindful of that particular but let me just say this i've read and from several different sources sources and talked to historians that during the revolutionary war there was only 25 percent or maybe even less of americans or those that lived in the colonies that were for the revolution that were for the revolution
0: yes 75 percent loyalists yeah
1: and or fled to canada yeah um you know or you know, worked for England. And the thing and is... most is,
0: people probably moderate, didn't do anything, they yeah. weren't involved.
1: Right, exactly, 25%. And so I'm not saying that if Christians, 25% were involved, but if Christians were involved, we'd make up a good percentage of the populace
0: and they'd realize, wait a minute, there's an element out there. All right. I, I think we covered the basics. Once again, don't forget, October 26th, uh, Brother Dave Constantino's church, Lighthouse Baptist Church, in North, North Tonawanda. Tonawanda there yep. in the Buffalo area. So that's that region over there. And that's at 7 p.m., right? Correct. And uh, here are two of the greatest preachers, I believe, in the country, uh, Dave Gibbs and Johnny Pope. And, again, it's going to be a preaching meeting. And so that will be great, a great opportunity for you and your folks. And then uh, at our church, Friday, October 27th, 7 p.m., here at the Lighthouse Bible Baptist Church in Webster. And uh, if you have any questions or anything about those meetings, you can reach out to me, call the church. And also uh, if you would, uh, you're in the state of New York and you'd like to sign up to get those emails, you can go to lbbc.info and uh, you'll find New York Baptist for biblical values there. uh, And you can sign up for those emails.
1: Also, my phone number is uh, uh, listed with that. So if you want to Mm -hmm. give me a call, you have a question, uh, that would be fine. Be glad Uh to talk to you. All right. All right. Hey, thanks for being on,
0: Dad. My pleasure. Thank you so much for listening today to the Pastoral Thoughts podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please subscribe to this podcast. And if you can, leave us a five-star rating on your podcast app. We'd appreciate that very much. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to us by emailing us at pastoralthoughtsmail.com at gmail.com and you can find out more about us at pastorjack.org god bless you and have a wonderful day